and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I am Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. Today we have two very friendly guests from the past. We've got Alex Clark. Hello. And John Dittmer. Hey. Who we decided hadn't been on the show since sometime in 2015. We decided a fact. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how the facts best work. 2021 20, thing you can do, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Throw back to 2020, too. So, how that, is everybody? How have the last six years the been? <laughs> Charlie told me he was going to drive this, but yeah, I think, I think one of the problems ends up being that I've been off Facebook for a few years and Adam's off Facebook now, too, which means that we have no idea what's going on with anybody. At least Adam's I don't. No, he's not. Uh, it, I haven't really used it since like June. Uh, it exists, right? Oh, yeah. I haven't like deactivated. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Or anything. I just, yeah, yeah. I only go on it to post a podcast link every two weeks, and that's about it. And just gotcha. go, yep, haven't missed anything. Okay. I mean, I've got young kids, so the only thing I use Facebook for is to spam people with pictures. So you're not missing anything there. <laughs> they're going to say to yeah, spy on I, them. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll just say it. They're not going to listen anyway. So my all the people that I know from Michigan are more or less fine. But a large number of the people that I have met here in Arizona, uh, June was a real rough month for viewing all their Facebook stuff. Like, Michigan people were great. No problems. Arizona people, ooh. And it got to be too much. And it was easier to stop going on Facebook than to try and heavily curate my news. Feed. <laughs> you know, I don't know if this is a comment on Michigan or me just being out there in that same group that was bugging you, but I remember nothing specific happening in June. No, like no, no. I'm just another month. No, no. I'm saying Michigan was fine. It's the Arizona yep. people that were terrible. I, I just, I just block everyone. It's that, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a complete empty news feed. Have you have you made a post that involved the name of a presidential candidate? Yeah, you're not in the newsfeed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and so what people started to do though is they would just like take screenshots of like tweets and different posts and then post those. And then they wouldn't filter because you can't filter images. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Look, the important thing is we haven't seen any photos. That's or true. Or heard any uh touching stories about children or such. I mean, I'm not much for touching stories. We're uh, we're still going. We're up to nine and seven. Two boys, the same ones. Even I haven't had to trade anybody in or anything. And really, you know, with the school shut down and everything, nothing has happened in like a year, year and a half. I mean, we've gone to our cabin, and that's about it. Oh yeah. So how has the pandemic affected you, the only person with school age children in our group? Oh, do you want to go with pros or cons? I mean, really. I have gone mildly insane, but at the same time, my kids have gotten like two and a half years worth of school in like, you know, 11, 12 months. You're you're far from the norm. (laughs) (laughs) I I deal with school age children every day and it's like they've learned zero in the last year. We all uh, are basically math nerds. So my oldest can do math and binary and convert back and forth. Uh, He's in fourth grade. So (laughs) it's like, okay, I'm now the teacher. What are we going to learn? What am I good at? (laughs) <laughs> assume you taught him the finger trick nope nope i just taught him here's how you convert between bases here's what it actually means and went from there oh. and let him actually sort out a lot of it himself figure out his own tricks and how he wants to do it i just like counting binary on my fingers do you feel like you should have been homeschooling the whole time then how smart they uh, could no. be 
because trying to teach two young children as an additional job on top of your normal job is not sustainable. Okay, what is the clicking? That's uh, me, sorry. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you playing Fortnite? <laughs> go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was so making sure my controller was charging and it wasn't like sitting in the charging station on my desk. Uh, <laughs> it's like typing of the dead. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not like now. We'll hear him yelling about what, you know, got a headshot, something like that in about yeah, five yeah. minutes. Boom, <laughs> boom headshot. 360 no scope. <laughs> wow. I haven't actually heard that phrase in a while. But anyway, uh, cons of pandemic homeschooling. I mean, put two siblings in a room for 18 hours a day, every single day. And uh, you learn that they are very, very good at taking shots at each other. Yeah, I could have told you that. You also gain a lot of respect for the teachers being able to deal with it every day because there have been plenty where I'm like, why? Why? I don't need to deal with this today. <laughs> why are you doing this? But no, it's definitely fun. You can, I mean, you can come up with your own stuff. Like, you know, let's learn a little bit of physics at young ages. We're going to be throwing eggs. Your breakfast is going out the window this morning. Uh, it's your job to make sure that you can still eat it when it lands. <laughs> is this like Bean Dad? This kind of sounds like Bean Dad. <laughs> I think it's still edible after, even if it breaks. I mean, it's still edible. Well, Kale made sure he set some extras aside so that he'd be able to eat no matter what. He planned through this entire thing. It's like, no, I'm I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. We'll do your thing, but I'm going to make sure I'm okay anyway. (laughs) Dad, I've I've lived with you a long time. I know how this works. (laughs) Yep, yep. (laughs) I know you. Your plans don't work. (laughs) Yeah, luckily, our daughter is at a point where She's not even quite to the point where she needs to be hanging out with other kids yet. She's almost two. So if this had happened, you know, a couple of years later, I think we'd have some issues. But yeah, I was going to be really sad if you said she's almost 12 now and she still doesn't need to <laughs> hang out with other kids. <laughs> Charlie's a sociologist at heart. Yeah. <laughs> she's running the experiments. The IRB won't let him run. <laughs> a darn per- procurement process. To run experiments out of my You're own. You're not worried home. about the ethical board. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she signed. She signed a release. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> you signed it on her behalf. What's the problem? <laughs> Informed consent. What even is that? <laughs> it's in in a form. Look, it's a paper form. Informed consent. Wow. But like, is there a curriculum that you're required to get through? I mean, they're still doing like their online stuff, and you're. Uh, supplementing it or you just doing your own thing yeah this is every school district is doing something totally different so it's almost impossible to say that there even are rules right now Hmm. i'm in east lansing again and my kids have not physically been in school for over a year i think we're on the fourth or fifth set of teachers that they've had in that time frame as well at least three for sure are teachers just quitting or is it like just like people being in and out with illness or No, they keep shuffling. Um, About a month ago, they decided that some of the kids could, if they elected to, and not too many elected to, some could come back in person. Mm -hmm. So then they just had to move all the teachers around again to make sure that they had coverage here, there, and wherever they needed it. So they basically reassigned you mid-year, which I understand the district's in a rough spot, but that's really fun for young kids. Here's your new teacher. You've never met them. But then, yeah, it's basically they've got the curriculum they're trying to get through. But uh, a large fraction of parents are quite fairly saying that this year is basically a lost year, whether that means we have to repeat or just deal with the fact that we need to catch up when we get back in. Uh, basically, every family's going at a totally different pace. So it makes it very difficult for the teachers to do anything coherent with their curriculum. Right. Right. Yeah, I know somebody who's 
who has he has five kids and he was a teacher and then during the pandemic just decided he was going to do homeschooling and said it's <laughs> i guess i'm just going to teach my five kids <laughs> that might be the easier solution here or harder yeah i don't know five kids seems hard enough uh to begin with yeah, but it's not like you can just clock out at 2.30 and go home and deal with your own family. No, it's the same kids. <laughs> Did you do your homework yet? Yeah. No, no, I know you didn't. <laughs> but, I, but I've been home all day. Yep, yep. Did you turn <laughs> it in via the for? online portal? <laughs> no? Did we go on the the door? <laughs> Kappa. <laughs> well, I was having some issues, and the, uh, the system wasn't working, so I couldn't submit it. Why don't you just hand it to me? The server was down. <laughs> So how does that work even younger? Do you just have your daughter home all the time or are the oh, yeah, care yeah, facilities yeah. open? Or? Uh, well, some of the care facilities are actually a decent amount of them are open. I Surprisingly, initially they weren't, but cars stay at home right now. So that makes it easier. It does make it a lot easier right now. It still kind of sucks for her, though. I mean, for a long time, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, nobody really knew what was going on. So I was like, ah, can you even talk to people outside <laughs> now at least we're like comfortable with the you know being in the park and with other kids from the neighborhood nearby right yeah car is texting me that topanga's husband in real life found shrimp tails in a cinnamon toast crunch yeah i already saw that <laughs> breaking <What>? news <laughs> i'm with alex on that one what <laughs> oh. uh, you know this is i thought you deleted facebook <laughs> Well, he's still on Twitter. Apparently. Uh, that's worse. Like, why I would you go so. on Twitter? Oh, I. Like, what kind of person are you? I exist on Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter in oh, over right. a year, I think. Do you exist on Twitter? I'm not convinced you do. All right. The defunct podcast, uh, Cinematic Respect, exists on Twitter. That's, Does that's... it, though? Because last time I checked, it didn't. Oh, like you can't even search and find it? Oh, no, never mind. It was your Instagram you took down. Never. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you had an Instagram? Yeah, I'm having trouble picturing that one. <laughs> well, well Wait, he was moonlighting as a cinephile at one point, so there were like screenshots of movies. Oh, all right. All yeah, right. yeah. Gotcha. I'm just trying to picture you as a uh, Instagram influencer here. Well, I wouldn't say I was an influencer. You got your TV set with the movie, so you can take a shot of it while it's set up on the beach at night. Hey, maybe maybe Charlie can sing a song about being an Instagram influencer. Ooh, oh yeah! yeah. When a problem comes wrong, sing a song about it. When I'm on the podcast, I have to sing a song about it. In the middle of a sentence, sing a song about it. Da na 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 na, sing a song about it. Da na 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 na, sing a song about it. There we go. What's an appropriate, uh, some appropriate music? Uh, baby, one more time, maybe. Wow, there you go. He's, an, he's the Instagram film buff. Oh. He gets free popcorn because he's <laughs> okay. This lack of likes is killing me. Why don't people like my picture? I think I think I'll quit. This ain't my thing anymore. Unless I get some. Let me see. Let's I get some advertising. Let's I get some free swag. (laughs) There you go. Not done. Keep going. You got more. And you haven't used hey, everybody yet. (laughs) Hey, Hey, everybody. How was I supposed to know?
that people wouldn't love it. I tried to get my own Instagram live show, and nobody watched it. Show me how to get all those likes. Is this what my life is gonna be like? This, this Instagram is killing me. I must confess I'm still addicted anyway. When I'm not on it, I lose my mind. Give me some likes. Or just give me some free swag. So, not my best effort. And yes, I am done. (laughs) I like how it just automatically was how he was bad at it. (laughs) (laughs) There was never a golden age of Charlie on Instagram. Apparently not. Yeah, you have to speak from the heart, Adam. It was not an aspirational song. All of my songs are from the heart, Adam. Everyone. So you got to witness the horror of that segment, John. This is the best Consider yourself. Oh, yeah. Alex loves it. Alex and no one else loves it. <laughs> oh, it's the I don't best. think it's I could have remembered the actual lyrics for that song that far through it. <laughs> As you're going, I can recognize, yes, this is correct, but I never would have been able to come up with the, uh, this is how the song goes. I think he watches a YouTube video in the time that he's thinking. Okay. I've had to do that. <laughs> I mean, I spent decades trying to scour that song from my mind. You're welcome. <laughs> now I've got a new version. It's a baby shark. That one I have never had to worry about. I think, Charlie, you've got the age for that one, right? Yep. She's actually starting to sing. Like, she doesn't know a lot of the words that she's singing, but... To baby shark? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, those she knows, she knows those words. But, <laughs> for instance, like, there's there's kids bop, right? Which is just... Right. Covers sung by children of popular songs, and one of the ones that comes up all the time is What Does the Fox Say? Which is, you know, strangely old song at this point, but she does, like, all of the fox sounds. Those aren't fox sounds. I know. They're complete nonsense, but she knows all of them. Nice. I thought you were going to go somewhere totally different with that, with uh, some of the kids' bop songs where the question is, why is a kid singing this song? (laughs) Right. There was like there's that Ed Sheeran one where I think at the beginning he's like I was just 16 driving with my brother or something like that and then they changed the lyric to like I was six years old and I'm like what? <laughs> How's the Kid Bop's version of Stan? Stan <laughs> is that is that a thing? The Eminem song I assume. Why is not? that a thing? Let me look. <laughs> Kids Bop. Uh, there's a parody I think of it. <laughs> Gangnam Style by Psy comes up a lot too. And so instead of saying, hey, sexy lady, they just say, hey, lady. <laughs> hey, hey, lady. <laughs> so I think the idea is that they'll they'll recreate songs as long as the like underlying message of the song isn't super inappropriate. Reminds me of the uh, Cooking by the Book remix video. Lazy Town Little John remix. Oh, yeah, that's an old, yeah. That's a classic like YouTube video. <laughs> Sorry, just looking up all these uh, parody kids pop songs on YouTube. Oh, That's parody cool. kids pop songs. Yeah, so they, they songs that kids pop didn't do, but people still do them. <laughs> <laughs> they drew the line, but we won't. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think of an example, but there have definitely been a number of them where you hear the beat of the song in the background, and you're thinking this is just totally inappropriate until you realize they've completely rewritten the lyrics. Now the kids pop version of sexual healing. <laughs> Kids bop eastbound and down. <laughs> so, what are your topics, Charlie? You said you had a bunch of topics. I did. 
not to have a bunch of topics. Uh, I, I have a topic. I have a topic. Oh, what's okay. Topic? Well, what's the topic? Uh, I just got back from Wisconsin. What? Where? Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I had a work trip, so I was like busy the entire time. So I would have said something, but it was just like I worked the literally the entire time I was there. So doing what? I was coaching in West Bend. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. By Cattle Moraine State Forests. Yeah. There's a rink there. They paid me a ton of money to show up and coach for a week. So well, there you go. And that's that's the first time I've really like left to go anywhere. I think I no, I drove to Michigan for Thanksgiving. That's like the first time I've like left to go anywhere in like over a year other than work. So I've just been working nonstop because there's nothing else to do between coaching and tutoring. There's nothing. I've been not working nonstop. (laughs) (laughs) See, it all evens out. (laughs) I've been collecting unemployment nonstop. (laughs) Wow. Good job. (laughs) It's not true. There was a two week break. (laughs) No, that has been the one nice thing about being in IT during this is that uh, it's just they close the office and it doesn't actually matter for most of us. The downside is that now that there's no office, there's no going home from work. It's just like, oh, it's, you know, five in the morning, wake up and it's time to do some work. <laughs> you yeah. don't have like a special like set up like room that you go. Yeah. In, and then I definitely do. Out, then you're like, I'm out. Close the door. I've got all that set up. The basic thing is once you are no longer in the office, nobody really cares what hours you work. So I immediately was like, well, I'm just going to start at six in the morning. You know, I'll be done at two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon. And that's awesome. I can like, you know, enjoy the fact that I can't leave my house to go enjoy this weather. But uh, in the end, what ends up happening is you schedule stuff like that. And then stuff comes up during the day. And then at like, oh, three thirty in the afternoon, you kind of feel bad that you're not actually there during core hours to help people out. So despite the fact that everything is segmented off, it just bleeds over. But the solution isn't just to go back to normal hours? Uh, because I'm dumb. Uh, actually, I'm too stubborn <laughs> to do that. Okay. Well, that's a reason. It would definitely be a solution. <laughs> yeah. What's the solution that doesn't make him admit he was wrong, Adam? Come on. <laughs> Blame it on you. That's what I yeah. do. Yeah, Charlie told me I couldn't do that, actually. He logged on to Facebook for all of five minutes in the last year just to let me know I can't change my hours. <laughs> but yeah, work's been good for you then, Alex? Sounds like. Yeah. I've just been busy. For example, I do have to get up at 4.45 tomorrow morning to go to the rink and coach before school and then come back home and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. And then go do, go do the same thing in the afternoon. Standard day for me. Has your work been the same, Charlie? Yep. Well, more or less, like, it was kind of weird initially when the pandemic started because even people in the administration of the hospital didn't quite know what we needed to be doing. So I think when everything really hit me was... The first day they were like, you have to wear a mask the whole time that you're in the hospital. And not only that, but you have to come in through these specific entrances and we have to take your temperature. And, you know, I guess we're all used to that a little bit more now, but that was like the first place that ever required me to do it. They were like, okay, you can't come in today unless you do this. Um, But beyond that, once we all got used to wearing masks, I had a really good excuse to close my office door too. (laughs) Because it used to be like, you know, dorm style where everybody just had their doors open and people would wander in whenever they want. Now I'm like, nope, you could be sick. You better knock first. But you're vaccinated. Deal with you. Yeah, we're vaccinated now. Yeah, which you is awesome. Lied but... to, you lied to your administrators and told them you needed the vaccine and they gave it to you. That's my recollection of the story you told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't eligible and so you claimed that you were and you browbeat them in the submission. I'm eligible in neighboring states congrats but i don't know if i have to show my id when i get it done so i don't want to just sign up for a spot in pennsylvania which keep in mind pennsylvania is about a three minute drive from here (laughs) like 
I could go to the nearest Rite Aid to me and sign up for it and probably have one with it by the end of the week, as long as they don't check that I live in another state. Whereas living in my state, I'm probably about, you know, two months away. Yeah, Arizona was doing well for a while, and then they just, like, stalled out as far as I can tell. Like, the eligible people apparently has barely expanded, and the people who are eligible just can't get appointments because the whole thing's just a cluster out here. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Again, my state's mostly distributed by the government, so therefore we're over a month behind. (laughs) whereas the states that aren't invested by the government are way ahead of schedule it's you know it's funny how that works around here michigan's going pretty well there yeah Yeah, they're just having they're just leading the nation in an outbreak yeah well we've got the other variant the vaccine distribution is going very well the actual variant that we have here is going very poorly i mean we only have we're only going up 50 percent a week that's not that bad you know two more months and the whole state will have it <laughs> talking about the variant or the vaccines both <laughs> yeah wisconsin's doing fine they're expanding i think at the beginning of may is when they're gonna say everybody come and get your shot that's what they say anyway uh it'll, it'll probably expo- at some point be everyone over 18 get your shot oh yeah well, uncle yeah. joe says that's supposed to be nationwide by the end of may so the old uncle joe bribing us with his I, I drive by his house on the way to work and uh, yeah, yeah. his state's not doing too well. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't live there anymore. It's just, just a wasteland uh, he, he over there. there. He was there last weekend because you could tell because how many cop cars are on the road. It was just a cop car every thousand feet uh, right. on Powder Mill Road. So he was at the house or somebody with Secret Service protection was. So there was the, the period of time, like while he was president elect, he was living at the house right before he moved into the White House. And that was just an absolute traffic cluster. For, for, for me going to work because they just have all the roads into the neighborhood blocked and there's like state police cars all over the place and shut the road down because here goes the motorcade. So it's nice that he's gone. So that's good. That's all. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> Alex Clark, glad that Joe Biden is gone. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very. Makes life easier. Whenever we were shut down when I was working in Flint, one of two things had happened. Either somebody important was actually visiting the city or something really bad had happened. So they shut the city down. <laughs> And it seemed to be about 50-50. I know they shut down downtown Phoenix when the George Floyd protests were happening. But uh, that's about it. I guess I did get caught in an Obama motorcade traffic jam at one point a long time ago. But we were on the freeway. The motorcade was going the opposite direction, but they were we were still stopped just in case. And that was the one where the guy in the car in front of me threw his middle finger up really high into the air as the motorcade went by. <laughs> but he didn't know which of the two black SUVs Obama was in, so he made sure to do it twice. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't like the people in the other SUV either. <laughs> He's willing to take that risk. Yeah, yeah. we had downtown shut down during the George Floyd protest too, and we had some of our statues pulled down too. Yeah, I remember the statues were of like of abolitionists or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There were they at least a couple people down. out that were, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the thing here too. They precautionary took down the statues. I don't know if they're up yet. I don't. I don't. I don't venture into Wilmington much anymore. So into the city part of Wilmington, suburbs, yeah, but some city now. Maybe we should just take down all the statues and put up new statues. Yeah, but then like fifty years from now, someone's going to be offended by those statues. And then that's the circle of life. You need to put up statues that are inoffensive. Wow. <laughs> oh, there's that statue of Charlie Wallace. Remember him? Yeah, you gotta take that down. He ate meat. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that could very well be the thing that when our kids grow up, 
that they're like, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> and did you know that he drove a car that ran on gasoline? Oof. <laughs> he once rode in a plane. Ooh, wow. That's disgusting. I can't believe you're related to him. <laughs> Makes me sick. I just want to disassociate myself from him entirely. I I don't condone his actions, even though we share a podcast. That's an entire coincidence. Recurring. We've re-edited it to take him out of every episode. It's now just the Gobeski Report. <laughs> the Gobeski Report. <laughs> Welcome to the Gobeski Report. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adam Gobeski. Pause. <laughs> no, we got we got a script to take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Adam. I most of these are saved uh, as uh, two tracks, so it's just a matter of deleting that one track. Oh well, I'm glad that you're willing to go around with the canceling of yourself. <laughs> he didn't say which track he was going to delete. Huh. I suppose. Hey, when the hammer comes down, I want to be on the right side of history, Adam. I will take part in canceling myself when necessary. You're a real Al Franken. (laughs) (laughs) So what else you got in your topic book? Let's see. My book of topics. Let's see. Otherwise, we're just going to talk about video games again. Yeah, that's true. The book I have in front of me says Dollhouse Kitties. Fantabulous. The lovely pink and purple dollhouse is full of playful kitties. They sing and dance and pick flowers so pretty. This does not sound like a book. So we have an hour of Charlie reading children's books coming up. (laughs) Oh, man. This was by, you know, this is on my nightstand, John. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I didn't say who they were for. I just said they were children's books. (laughs) Oh, okay, fair. You do eventually graduate from that, by the way. Now that we're at nine and seven, we're up to, you know, reading Lord of the Rings out loud. So if you thought your voice ever got tired reading little kids books, try reading like 80 pages of Tolkien out loud in a day. Uh, so Charlie has a story about that where he lost the bet. <laughs> he apparently was reading those and singing the songs. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We have a whole episode about that or a part of an episode about that where, yeah, I was. And then John Hodgman told him to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and that's this is true. true. This is true. We did get through those. It took a while, but that was before Celeste had any opinions about well basically anything (laughs) but now she just wants the silmarillion over and over again (laughs) i know again again (laughs) that book is brutal (laughs) it reads like a bible for a non-existent religion (laughs) that's my memory of it at least that's pretty accurate in the beginning there was eru yeah and then like the handful of parts he got to revise before he died read better and then there's a whole bunch that's nope. I yeah, have that whole bunch is like 85, 90% of it. Yeah, I had to read it for college once. I have no idea what's, what you're talking about. So. Oh, I had to read it for backstory. Oh. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I was, Why? I was Why? taking a Tolkien class, so it was my own fault. But Well, I guess, Alex, to uh, catch you up, it is basically the lore of The Lord of the Rings, but it is basically uh, Tolkien's written notes just published so they yeah. were never really refined into stories right <laughs> back to the lord of the rings without stories <laughs> there you go all right so let me see if i can name a character from the lord of the rings uh gandalf that's one right yes yeah you okay. win you win your own uh, game congratulations <laughs> one i got i got the one you've successfully absorbed some broader pop culture okay good all right there we go all right Whew, that was tough all right <laughs> there's a ring somewhere in Lord That's of the, the Rings, there's a ring. Okay, good. Are you all sure? Right, yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, 
No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something I never really got into. Lord of the Rings. I just couldn't. I don't know. It's never. Well, it's fine. It's not for everyone. I, I think I tried to watch the first movie a few times and fell asleep every time. So. Well, that was your mistake. Don't Watching start the movie. movies. I, I, I don't know how to read. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what audiobooks are for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one that's written, read by uh, George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> Is your are you like on the second floor and the floor is about to cave in under you, Alex? No, that's my that's my chair. That's my chair. Okay. I'm in. If I adjust where I'm at in my chair, that's better than being on the first floor. The ceiling's about to cave in on you. Yeah, um, this house is metal. <laughs> It was a nice house the one time I was there. Yeah, it's about the same. Okay. I, I just have an upgraded desk and computer and monitor, and I have a new TV since then. Mm. The bigger TV. Just slightly obscenely larger. Yeah, about the same. I don't think I've upgraded a TV in like eight years, maybe, was the last time I bought a TV. Ah, uh, TVs are pretty cheap now, so they're not they're not too bad if there was a time to buy them. Yeah, but it's like I, the TVs work fine. I don't I don't need another TV. Yeah, there's a point where they're big enough and good enough that why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It it does everything I need it to do, so we're all good. And I don't need a TV that can insert its own ad on top of the other ads. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I'm good real. with the one I have that doesn't do that. To Alex, do you yes. you gamble at all still? <laughs> uh, I'm think trying to think you of things that I like to hear Alex talk about, and I like his Whether gambling I stories. Gamble. Yeah, I mean it. It, it's again shifted away because again with with COVID, there's no like live. I mean, there are places you can play live poker, but it's like pretty crazy. I haven't gone. I mean, I've been in the casino to do sports betting to keep my sports betting scheme slash algorithm verify that it still works, which it kind of does. It just makes money. Wait, I don't want to wager enough to the point where it would make decent money. Like the return, the ROI on it's like too small. But that's another like math segment story. But like like some casinos, I think New Jersey and Maryland have poker. But like it's all the tables are there's plexiglass between all the players. Like you literally can't move no. your mask down while you're playing. Like it's they're super late. I don't know. It's still the same game, but it's like really strange. It's actually shorthanded. And and like again, the people who are playing aren't casual recreational players going to play. So it's like hard games. Oh yeah. Not that you can't win, it's just really hard to win. Are the serious people upset that people have to wear masks now and you can't see their faces and Ah, uh, I mean, I think they're I don't really know, but like again it's People whose life was sitting at the casino and chatting, and if they can spend all of their time there, they're not too—they're not losing money too quickly. Or they started with an awful lot of money. Correct, that too. Yes, but how's Fortnite? Um, there's a new season I haven't uh, played in a week or so. Primals—I think that's what PlayStation Store told me it was called. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, there's like Primal. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't played. I'm more just the. Uh, Play with my friends here just for something to do. And then there's a banana person who died. Yeah, Peely died. Yeah, Peely yeah. died. I think we've hit the bottom of my knowledge yeah. on Fortnite. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you much about the story. And even in terms of shooting video games, I've never been good at that type of game. So I just wander around and put myself in a strategically good spot and let other people outplay me. Yeah. What video games have you been playing, Adam? Uh, let's see. Well, I got a PlayStation 4 a little while ago. So I've been spending a lot of time with that. I've been playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima, which is a sort of open-world samurai game. It's a lot of fun. A lot bigger than I thought it would be, though. So uh, <laughs> I've put like 60 hours in, and I'm nowhere near close to ending. And then uh, we've been playing some 
online stuff uh, like my brother and Paul Wilcox. We started playing Monster Hunter. Oh, how's it? Uh, it's okay. The the online part of it is actually really clunky, like surprisingly clunky for a game from 2018 or whatever it's from. It's like you would have thought they would have ironed this out by now, but apparently not. I played, uh, tried playing Monster Hunter with my brother and one of our friends on the Wii way back when, and it was just it was just miserable to even try to connect to each other. We spent like two hours trying to connect to each other, and we did. And then we said, like, okay, well, we don't have time to play now. We'll we'll eventually play again together. And we never did. <laughs> yeah, it's a little better than that. Like, you can set up squads with your friends so that joining is easier. But actually, like, running, like, missions is harder because there's this weird thing of, like, you can't join someone's mission until they've reached a certain point in the mission, at which point then you can join it. So do that on your own until you get to that part, then quit and join their... It's just, just a whole yeah. thing. It's just like... See, coming from the Xbox infrastructure, where, like, playing games together online is like, join the party, invite to game. You did it. Like, this is just, like, bizarre. Oh, uh, For a game that always seemed compelling to me because you could join up with real people and try to take down large monsters. It's weird. It just always seemed really yeah. weird to not work seamlessly. Yeah, we started, I think, to get into the flow of it a little bit. And then Paul and I have been playing Star Trek online because it's free and we like Star Trek. So we're willing to put up with the jankiness. <laughs> well, the game's like 11 years old. Some of its systems show. John, do you still get a chance to play any video games these days? No, I was just laughing to myself as you guys were talking about that. I don't think I've played a video <laughs> game in like six, seven years. <laughs> Other than That's the fair. token, you know, break out a console that is in my basement for the weekend. Well, that counts. He's going to break it out, play some NBA hang time. Yeah. Yep, basically. <laughs> I assume he's just secretly playing Genshin Impact on his phone all the time. No, I'm vaguely aware of what game that is. Yeah, he's, he's level 800 in a Candy Crush saga. <laughs> now that one i can honestly say i have never touched well either of those actually but i think the only thing that's saving my ability to play video games at all is the the switch because that way either car and i can play the switch and the other person can watch the tv instead of taking up the tv to play video games <laughs> well that's why you have two tvs guess that would be a reason to have two TVs. You got the wall space. I've seen your place. Just mount one on each corner. <laughs> ah, you could. Yeah. And just sit in opposite corners of the room and stare through each other's lines of vision. <laughs> well, they're lines of vision. They're not, they're not physically <laughs> there. I guess I already described a situation where we're sitting next to each other and not talking while doing separate Look, things. So <laughs> This is the introvert's ideal situation. Gaming separately together. You're not. You're not lying. <laughs> that is true. This is this is Paul describes this as his dream of like him <laughs> and his friends all hanging out at his place. They're all doing their own thing, having a great time. <laughs> Kara is still working on Final Fantasy VIII on, uh, that, on the Switch now. Game. That's a horrible game. Oh, horrible! I don't like eight. Well, hmm. eight's not good. Seven it's and nine scarred. are both good. Now, is this the? You can make one of your characters like overpowered and just like it's like a, an rpg where you just like can't lose like i, think I only ever played like two hours of eight so yeah yeah it, and i just it was easy to just build the one character the right way and it's just like i didn't even finish the game so yeah it's weird like all the monsters level as you level 
too. So yeah. it doesn't really make sense to sit and just, you know, grind yeah. at any particular point. Yeah. A walk to the end kind of game. There's a lot of walking. Actually, I don't think I've played a Final Fantasy game since 10. 12 was kind of compelling. I enjoyed it. I didn't get through it, but that was kind of fun, especially the aspect that kind of felt what I thought Monster Hunter should be, which is like, yeah, there were these, um, what do you call them? Bounties. Monsters? Yeah, they were monsters. And you hunt them? Yeah. It was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me know when you get the Among Us game going together again, Adam. Yeah, we kind of stopped because, so Brianne works for the city of Phoenix, and so Correct. they were eligible for vaccines. So she's vaccinated and then consequently went and did some community theater, which she's actually getting paid for. So that's kind of cool. But the upshot is that like her Fridays are not free currently. So usually if we have enough people to do stuff, it's only like four. So yeah. like like this past Friday, we did um, uh, Dominion Online, which gotcha. is the card game. Yep. Yep. I've played that a couple times online. Yeah. Not that I know what I'm doing in that game, but I just click things and hope it works out. Yeah, that's basically how that game works. <laughs> Do your kids play games, John? Oh yeah. I'm actually looking at Dominion right now on the uh wall of games that we have as a result of Adam <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> it was kind of funny before they could read though, they would just memorize whole games. So they could recite the entire text on the card, but they couldn't read it. Nice. <laughs> What's their favorite right now? Oh, probably something like Robinson Crusoe or Catan. They're like ones where they feel like they can get into the characters, the little wooden pieces. And, you know, here's what they'd be doing. <laughs> so are they are they D&Ding yet? They would if they were uh, like if there were groups of people around. Ah. And if I could actually, you know, get myself to DM something like that, I don't think I could. <laughs> it's hard enough to run a game of Ticket to Ride with young kids. <laughs> That's true yeah having done it a couple similar things a couple times yeah yeah we got excited and have like three board games for celeste like the my first board game sort of things which are those are all terrible though yeah i mean the idea is well i mean it's more of a learning thing like here's how you teach a kid how to do rules like what is a rule and at this point she's like she wants just wants to play with the pieces or whatever so yeah i guess in that sense too i know but that's fun yeah, and you can only play Candyland so many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that number is four. <laughs> <laughs> but this is all luck. Why would children want to play this? It's not all luck. They cheat. <laughs> all right. You've beat Candyland. We're graduating the mastermind. Yep. <laughs> we uh, cheated that, too. Shoots and ladders. <laughs> Go to the head of the class. Guess who? And then the Axis and Allies. <laughs> <laughs> Twilight Imperium. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, it makes sense that there is a game version of that. Had not occurred to me, but yes, of course there is. What? The Twilights would, of course, have board games to go with them as well. Oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> Twilight Imperium is not that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> have not played then, obviously. Uh, it is probably the most... I think it's basically a 4X game, but it's like really involved. Like... Setup, I think, takes longer than Axis and Allies setup. I have friends in the board gaming group I play, and they meet like occasionally and play that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have that much time on my hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's a very involved game. It's like a hundred dollar game. Yeah. Well, even us, I bought you that, um, what was it? Dead, Dead of Winter? Dead of Winter. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast or not, but we had to watch videos to figure out how to play the game. Because we couldn't like slog through the instructions. 
and the video was the video was like forty minutes long. Yeah, I remember coming back from work when you guys, you and Brianne were like, you'd watch the video, and I was like, "How do I play?" And you were like, "Just watch this short video." And I was like, "Nope, teach me." <laughs> yeah, that was one where it's like, "Oh, this has a really high rating on uh, Board Game Geek, so we'll get this one." And like now, when I start to think about that. For people, even you, I'm like, is this game like reasonable to actually set up and play? Are they going to be able to do this with other people other than just me? That game probably would have been reasonable. It's just we don't really have a steady gaming group. I mean, we we did for a while, but then life interfered and then the pandemic really just shut it all down. But Well, my group was playing the uh, legacy version of Pandemic when the pandemic struck. So we put a stop to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too morbid yeah. for a couple of the people who were participating. Yeah, we got a little ways into that with our gaming group. And then, well, I was being extra stubborn and doing this thing where I was like, we can't deface the board or anything. So I'm just going to write down what happened and we'll just have large info sheets that describe these cities are under siege or whatever. And these people have these abilities. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yes. It, in retrospect, yes, it was a terrible decision, but I got stuck with it. And then it was like we played and then I like before I could input the information, I got like hit with the flu like really bad. And so by the time we came back, I was like, all right, I have to reconstruct what was happening. So then I started to do that, and then my computer crashed because Windows 10 had an update that was incompatible with my laptop. <laughs> and so it took me like four days to fix that, and by that point, it was like gone. Yeah, that game was such a hassle. Like the game itself, the individual rounds were fun, but then the hour long argument after every round about what should happen was just terrible. Uh, so we didn't really have that because we basically set it up where it was just like, one person got to make one decision. Another person got to make another decision. And then you were good. And you just kind of rotated through it. Now, we had a couple of people trying to optimize it. And uh, when they started <laughs> arguing, it's just like, just tell me what you decided when you're done. Uh, I'm going to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know when you're done min-maxing Pandemic Legacy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was fun. But ultimately, at some point, just got to be like, why don't we just play Pandemic? Or Pandemic North America. <laughs> which we bought during the pandemic because I was like, I saw it at Target and I was like, this is kind of funny. I don't want to buy it. And it was like 20 bucks. It's basically like a shorter version of pandemic. It's just North America and there's only three diseases. So it's kind of nice in that regard. And if, like, if you wanted to teach someone pandemic, you could just play that. The worst part is, is these games are just so unrealistic. It really only takes one pandemic to bring America to its knees. Three, yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, somebody had an interview with the guy who made the the mobile game plague incorporated oh yeah which was basically you develop a plague and you attempt to wipe out the planet with it this was like long before the pandemic actually happened so before you finish this i want this story to be about them accusing him of actually causing all of this no he said that when he had some sort of interview where he was talking about designing the game afterwards and he said something to the effect of and like comparing it to the real pandemic that the one thing they hadn't ever really considered was that humanity wouldn't actually come together to try and fight the disease <laughs> <laughs> apparently that had taken him by surprise <laughs> we were overly optimistic that people would want to win right 
I guess at that, well, I guess by the time the pandemic rolled around, we had gotten tired of all the winning. So, yep. <laughs> all right there, Charlie Sheen. Hashtag winning. Yeah, that's that's actually a Trump quote, not Charlie Sheen. I thought Charlie Sheen was hashtag winning. Well, he is hashtag winning, but the you'll be tired of all the winning is Trump. Uh, all right. All right. I, guess, I guess you missed that. I, I would, wouldn't know because I wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> yeah. It was a pretty similar theme. Did he, did he just uh, jump on the winning bandwagon? Oh, yeah. Him and the jump on the money team. Team money. The money team. What was it? The, I remember the Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao boxing match, which team money, Floyd Mayweather's team comes out onto the ring. And it was uh, him, uh, Justin Bieber. I want to say it was Johnny Manziel. And it was uh, the Burger King King. (laughs) (laughs) It was team money. Pretty eclectic group of people. No, any other topics we wanted? I mean, Alex claims he needs to leave. Yeah, I just yawned. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still over six hours of sleep right now. I mean, for me, it's just like Groundhog Week. I just work through the same week over and over again, like the same schedule. Don't even think about it. I hear that one. At least I do get to leave the house, so I'm happy on that end. I ended up scheduling some two weeks of vacation for my kids, you know, remote spring break, because I realized that it had been a year since there was any point in taking a vacation day. (laughs) It's like, that's just, there's something sad about that. Yeah, I lose my vacation if I don't use it eventually. So I've just been scheduling it anyway and just staying home, <laughs> which is kind of sad, but kind of nice, I guess. Take every Friday off. My jobs don't run while there's a pandemic on, so I'm just at home. Nice. nice. Slowly getting up the uh, impetus to go look for like a real boy job instead of just various gig work. But yeah, part of the problem is I don't know what I want to do. So I'm working on figuring that out first. We could make a segment. Tell Adam what to do or brainstorm jobs for Adam. Uh, I don't know. Uh, chef. Ooh. Chef. <laughs> well, he has to be a celebrity first so that he could be a celebrity oh, chef. Right. Well, that's not here, what celebrity here. chefs are. You just have to be here a famous chef. already had that covered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the host of the Gobeski Report, so. <laughs> just got to get all of Gordon Ramsay's mannerisms and he's set. Yeah, you could do a cooking podcast where you just cook on the podcast oh yeah when the secret ingredient every time could be a reuben <laughs> it's a reuben <laughs> welcome to it's a reuben with adam gobeski <laughs> charlie just eats whatever adam makes that'd be a great segment yeah and my guest again as always is problematic hipster charlie wallace you'd all love to see him eat a reuben smoothie right <laughs> or hear him i guess Today, we're making chocolate chip cookies with a secret ingredient. You guessed it. It's a Reuben. Reuben. (laughs) So just mash it into the dough. Gotta get the sauerkraut and the Thousand Island evenly spread through all the cookie dough. So does that caramelize when you cook it? Yeah, so you need to make sure that you don't cook it hot enough to caramelize it. You You gotta keep it at a real low temperature. I found these corned beef chocolate chips at the market. And instead of flour, we just use ground up <laughs> rye bread. <laughs> it's, a it's like chopped, except disgusting. <laughs> just put it in the food processor. <laughs> no, it's like chopped. Crap, I forgot the Reuben. <laughs> that would be great. Like, yeah, just the show, the show chopped, except every time you opened a basket, it was just a Reuben. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> here's the dessert round 
<laughs> and in their Reuben. box, they got they have a Reuben. So do the guests know when they're coming on that it's going to be a Reuben? Or have you recorded all of this in advance without them ever seeing an episode? <laughs> it's, it's, it's been 10 straight seasons of Reuben in every basket. <laughs> no, you just tell the guests that it's not going to be a Reuben. Like you're Paul Rudd on Conan showing a movie. And then every time it's still Mac and me. It's still a Reuben in there. I made some Reuben upside down cake. <laughs> Thousand Island frosting. <laughs> I made a deconstructed, reconstructed Reuben. <laughs> uh, uh, we didn't see much creativity with the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, this has been an enjoyable edition of the Govesky Wallace Report. I hope you think. I'm Adam Gobeski. <laughs> this is a weird outro. Whatever. I'm committed now. And I'm Charlie Wallace. A special thanks to our two wonderful guests, Alex Clark. Oh, thank you for having me. And John Dittmer. Yep. Thanks for having me, too. We'll have to do it sooner than six years for the next time. For sure. <laughs> that would probably be doable. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Make sure to check out GobeskyWallaceReport.com. We've got lots of exciting opportunities for you to entertain yourself there. Oh, I thought you were talking about job opportunities. The job opportunities we have don't pay, so they're really more of unpaid internships. And you can follow us on Twitter, at GW Report, and you can like us on Facebook. So if you're looking for an internship, talk to Charlie. An unpaid internship that gives no letter of recommendation. Just the satisfaction of a job well done. But you can stay at Charlie's house. Um... All right. Yeah, John, we thought of we thought of some topics or some ideas and we're like, how much do we like want to make John and Alex like have to do weird improv stuff <laughs> without warning them? Without warning uh, I them. Mean- uh, I'm occasionally okay with improv stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's like it would have had to have been if like it's that bad. The, my reception might have been having some issues, but uh... <laughs> it's like not the first episode he's been on in six years. The topics he sent me included mini segments, segments that are short and disposable, un- don't intend to use again, but we make them do it. Or we're going to pretend to review Zack Snyder's Justice League tonight. So that we can piss off Alex, John, and probably Doug when he listens to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that we just come on and say, and in this episode, we're reviewing Zack Snyder's Justice League. What did you think, John? What did you think of that intro? Alex has hung up the call. <laughs> <laughs>